0: Today on the Zabecast, cashless Super Bowls? Blah, I don't like it. Maybe I'm crazy, but I can hear the faint march of totalitarian boots in the distance. Lenny Dykstra's got a story to sell, just like he once had hot stocks to sell. Fire beware. All that, plus fearless Redskins owner Dan Snyder, has a big ass boat. Whoopity do! Your bonus 40 Minutes of Me is locked and loaded, so crank it up and let's go! Ho ho ho! Here we go! Wednesday, June 19, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Welcome to the SafeCast. Hotel Confidential continues for a third straight night. Man, I got a lot of feedback from yesterday's podcast. Let's go through... What I've got here, Jason Bailey writes to say, Zabe, Diet Coke was my preferred beverage, but as most Americans dealing with high blood pressure, I had to go cold turkey. Wait a minute. Diet Coke causes high blood pressure? I got high blood pressure. I'd take medication for it. Not happy about it, but I've been told about two-thirds of Americans are on high blood pressure medication. Not that that is anything to brag about. I'd like to be off of it, if possible. Anyway... I've had a cold turkey. You said I've been reduced to unsweet iced tea. <laughs> Took a while to get used to, but now I almost prefer it over the carbonated stuff. Every now and then I'll th- throw back a Coke Zero. Middle age sucks. Jason. <laughs> That's funny. This one from Mark Rayside. Zabe, I'm sure this is becoming a redundant email, but wanted to send my feedback. Your ability to rap seamlessly for 40 minutes is absolutely your wheelhouse and what separates you from most every other host. While I enjoy the guests a lot, keep the all you pods coming. Okay, Mark? Will do. At least this week. David Lindsay, manager, government affairs. Society for American Archaeology writes to say regarding my rant about how come nobody has developed a cell phone that delivers crystal clear, absolutely unbreakable, no dropouts, no glitches, no garbling voice calling. He says, Abe, first of all, in America, I know you like to think we get what we want when we want it and a lot of it at the best price usually. But guess what? Oh, that's my cell phone. Text coming in. He says but in America we're getting screwed left and right. We get stuff but absolutely not at the best possible prices. Look at healthcare, college, cars, etc. And as far as cell phone voice coverage goes, well the quality sucks because no one cares. Texting is all anyone really wants to do anymore. That's a fair point. I mean I think we don't get screwed. There are inefficiencies in certain marketplaces. There is no question about that. The healthcare market and the prescription drug market are complicated as fuck. I have tried to read up on and understand and grapple with all the different forces that go into both of those markets, and they are distorted by certain things that I won't get into now because we'll be so deep in the weeds on talking about healthcare and prescription drug prices. Uh, We'll never get out of it. Okay, this is my producer calling. Uh, Let's see what he has to say. Josh Albrecht, you are live on the ZabeCast. Good evening, sir. What's the
1: name of this website?
0: Lennon? Lennon? Jesus fucking Christ. Didn't you see the guy on the beach at 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 Pebble Beach during the U.S. Open? LennonMurderTruth.com. I've been on it for an hour. It's unbelievable. It's all Yoko, man. She killed him. I'm just kidding. LennonMurderTruth.com. Yeah, it's it's a wackadoo. Anyway, I'm in the middle of a podcast. You go read that, and we'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. Okay. All right, buddy. See you. All right. There you go. There you go. Josh Albrecht, uh, technically not my producer. That's Shea Raftus That's the other Jedi. Young Josh. I love that guy. Anyhow, yeah, I, I told him, I said, go find out what this – this thing is, I want to talk about your favorite conspiracy theories in in the world. Which ones do you like? Which ones do you really believe in? Which ones do you say? No way. Yeah, some guy on the beach at Pebble. LennonMurderTruth.com. We really wish I had paid somebody five bucks to hold up a Zabe.com sign. Would have been good, uh, good publicity. Okay, or the ZabeCast sign would be better. Anyway, the healthcare market is inefficient, has a lot of different skewed priorities about coverage, depth of care, quality of care, um, insurance companies that uh, hold down costs in certain weird ways. The fact that most employers in America provide your healthcare as a benefit, so therefore changing jobs is not Is always something that's like, oh, shit, we can't change jobs. What will we do for health care? It'll bankrupt us. Very inefficient, very backwards. There's a lot of ways that I think it could be better, but people have tried. Obama tried. How'd that go? Uh, As far as the college racket, I mean, look, don't get me going on college tuition because I've got a daughter about to go and I'm about to pay money for her to go to college and I hope she gets something out of it. And I know that you people out there have had kids who have gone to college, and you have spent lots of money in college. Okay, I can't even get into it because then I'm gonna just I'm gonna dig up a lot of people either saying I'm wrong or saying, "Oh, you're so right, you don't even know the you don't even know the least of it." Here's what's wrong: A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, G, all the way down the line. Basically, student loans have fucked up. You know, the government backing of student loans has fucked up the market and the bloating of college administrators. The, the that I have read stories about this saying, look at the number of non-teachers that have been added to universities and their salaries, and that's what makes it so goddamn expensive. It is the most overpriced and not, you don't get your bang for the buck thing going in all of America right now a four-year college education. It's not priced correctly. I'm convinced of that. But you can find bargains. And and college to me is what you make of it. This is why I have been very hands-off as a dad with my youngest daughter about where she goes. I'm like... You got to go somewhere that you're going to be happy and enthusiastic to be there, and you're going to be ready to learn and have an open mind and meet people and learn to be an adult and get to class on time and turn in your forms and your papers and all that other shit that goes with being a sort of adult. I like in college to the goldfish in the bag you bring home from the uh, pet store. They always tell you. Put the goldfish bag in the tank. Leave it there for a couple hours so that the water kind of gets the same temperature. It's not as much of a shock to the system. College is a very expensive goldfish bag. And then once your kid has gotten a little bit of responsibility, you cut the bag open. You let them swim out into the big world. If this is a text from Josh who I just talked to and told him I was doing a podcast, then he's fired. Let's see. Oh, well, there you go. Oh dokie. He says, okay, I got it. We're doing a whole segment on this wackadoodle. <laughs> All right, good. Good, I've got I've got Josh in- interested in a conspiracy theory. Okay, where was I? React. Long shots in golf. I talked about what are some of the greatest long shots in golf history. And Gator Chet says, don't forget Corey, gutty little Bruin, Pavin, 4-wood at Shinnecock to win the U.S. Open on number 18. Okay, but you know what? I don't like that one as much because he was such a little dinker. Such a little dinker of the golf ball, and he hit little dinky cuts. I mean, nice guy. He was the original great guy, can't stand him. GGCSH. Gritty, gutty little Corey Pavin. Brooks Kepka this past year, not this summer, but last Probably hit like seven iron into 18 at Shinnecock when I'm sure it had been lengthened since the time. Corey Pavin's like, forward, roll up there, roll up there. Brooks is like, yeah, seven iron. I'd love to see Brooks Kepka put little Corey Pavin with his 70s porn stash in a headlock and make him cry. Hey, hey you used to play golf, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, okay, nerd, your days are over. Don't worry, Brooks is in charge here. You like that? You see that muscle there? Ah, 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 ow! Ow! Ow, stop! Rory McElroy, three wood, Gator Chet says, that led to Eagle winning the PGA. He ran up and then turned right down the hill. This ended in the dark. I don't remember that. I'm assuming he's saying the Valhalla PGA Championship. Uh, that one did end in the dark. I don't remember his three wood for Eagle. Was that on 18? I know he, he did. Uh, he did make his last putt, basically, in the dark. Pretty awesome. Mickelson, six iron, passed the tree at Augusta, number 13. Okay, I'd concur with that. Another great long shot in golf history. Uh, Kevin in Seattle, by way of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Hey, Zay, back in the day, okay, Corey Pavin. Um, you being the golf nerd you are, you probably remember exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, uh, that was Corey Pavin. Okay, didn't need to read that email right there. Uh, Diet Coke stuff. Hey, Steve, Doug Bertrand, heard your bit about Diet Coke. I was once a day drinker of about a sixteen ounce. I was a once a day drinker of a sixteen ounce Diet Mountain Dew. I consistently downed three to four tums antacids as well. That shit's poison. My wife turned me on to flavored sparkling water. I poo pooed this at first, but over ice, it is delicious. Sugar-free, additive-free, but unfortunately caffeine-free, which is why I drank the Dew in the first place. I now get my caffeine from a sugar-free black tea at lunch, and I no longer take any antacids. Good luck with your quest. I know you can do it. Loyal 1% or Doug Bertrand. Well, I don't know if I can do it. I hope I can do it. By the way, when he says, I was a once-a-day drinker of a 16-ounce Diet Mountain Dew, uh, to quote the great Ty Webb and Caddyshack, so what's the problem? This one from Heidi Burland. Heidi from Slinger, Wisconsin. One percenter, she says. Zabe, loved your Hotel Confidential this week. Keep it coming, although I miss the notorious J-A-Y. I miss j too. Maybe tomorrow we'll get him on. By the way, I am totally on board with you with Diet Coke, but I do prefer it straight from the can. Her email said, Team Diet Coke. No, no, boo, no team. I want off the team. I want to get healthy. Damn it. Michael Ransom, Zabe, the things you need to know on the internet bit you did yesterday was the best. Really? That immediately became my second favorite bit next to the lazy river you do on 980 in the afternoons. Yes, I know I'm comparing two different shows. What can I say? I am a one percenter with a problem. I also commute for four hours a day, so there's that. Also, great work on calling out all the misses you had on your show today. The fact that you could not connect on your last call, and then you called it, well, there's a walk-off bogey on 18, was the best. It's the best, Jerry. Thanks for the laughs. Sincerely, Mike. Well, that's that's the way I am. I, I will not sugarcoat it. All right, if this is Josh again, he is going to be rehired and then fired again. Oh, it is him. Uh, we got to try to get this guy on the show. Well, fine. Contact him and say, we're ready to have you on the show. (laughs) You think a whack job who held up a sign at the U.S. Open with his website about being a John Lennon murder truther, and he's going to go, Nah, I don't have time for you. This is all he has time for is doing radio shows. And guess what? He hit us at a perfect time of the year, which would be uh, summer when nothing's happening. NBA draft is not for another night. And then... uh, NBA Free Agency will follow up soon thereafter. Eric Schimek, Schimek, I believe, S-C-H-I-M-E-K. Zabe, call me an enabler, if you will, but you whining about the unnatural chemicals in Diet Coke? Meh. Overrated. Natural's better, right? Wrong. You know what's natural? Horseshit. That's natural. I'm not going to eat it. Snake venom. Natural. No thanks. The FDA has required years and bazillions of dollars of research of anything and everything that we consume, except, of course, vitamins and supplements. Don't get me started on that witch doctor bullshit. And guess what? It's all safe. Believe in science. Believe in your government. It's all marketing and fear-mongering. You're fine. Life is short. Enjoy it. And for the sake of argument, let's say it takes five years off your life. Oh, okay. You want to live to be 90 instead of 85? Most people want to be dead by then. You don't get five more years in your 20s. You get them all at the end. Fuck that. I'll take the diet due today instead. Eric, agronomist to the stars. Well, that would be the whole fatalistic approach of, well, we're all going to die at some point, so what the hell? You can apply that to not just Diet Coke, but smoking, drinking, doing drugs, everything else. So, yeah. I think the point is diet Coke consumption leads to other bad eating habits. And that's what I was getting at yesterday. This one from Christopher Cholka. Early submission for Where Do You Stand Wednesday. This will be a feature on the uh, morning show on 97.3 The Game. Hello, Zabe. longtime listener from the MKE. Listen to your show mainly on podcasts, so I wanted to submit a Where Do You Stand Early. Actually, I've got two. One, as a uniform guy, where do you stand on the Brewers' logos? Number one, the ball and glove royal blue throwback logo. Where do I stand on that? Fantastic. Love it. How about the cursive M, which is the current logo? Suck. I do not like it. I just don't. The ball and glove used with the alternate unis, navy blue and yellow, I love it as well I just don't care for the curse of M but that's where I stand where do you stand on adopting sports teams when you don't have a local team we have no NHL team in Milwaukee and I'm told by many I should cheer for the Blackhawks but I can't send anything Chicago and I'm not going to cheer for the wild meh on Minnesota except for the fucking vikings who are the worst because they are the closest to us i'm not going to just root for them as a kid in the 90s playing nhl on sega i fell in love with Fedorov and the red wings as an adult i still cheer for the wings but also cheer for the preds because of the admiral's connection with the now capitals being and i also now cheer for the caps because of listening to you and the fact that ovechkin is simply too fun to watch look forward to listening chris and brookfield um i'd say you're a slut chris jesus Slow down on all your whoring around with all these different teams. But that said, I got no problem with it. Want to be a little bit slutty? You got your reasons? I do totally understand how hockey fans in Milwaukee just could not stomach cheering for the Blackhawks. Proximity is great, but let's be honest. You can watch any team you want on Direct TV, Satellite, you name it. So I would root for the teams you like. I would say my girlfriend teams in hockey definitely the Preds, because of the environment there in Nashville. And I do like the yellow. I'm not wild about the actual predator logo per se, but I love that color of yellow. It's a very, it's a very interesting twist on yellow, and uh, it's kind of like a goldenrod. And then uh, other, I, I'll just I'll I'll get into most Canadian teams. And then there's this email from Mark Hubing in Milwaukee. He writes, Steed. This under the title, I should read the title to the email. Your podcasts and why they're delicious. Steed. (laughs) You had me at Steed. Not sure if you get two emails a day or 500. Well, it's probably closer to uh, 50, 60, I don't know. Depends on how you count them. Personal emails like this, 20. Not that many, but that's okay. That's still a lot. I try to respond to all of them or at least read them on the air. Dear Steed, not sure if you get two emails, two emails a day or 500, but I just wanted to say a big thank you for your podcasts. I've been listening to you off and mostly on since 2001. I'm a 36-year-old steel worker and songwriter with a dream. God, I fucking love it. Everyone's got to have a dream. I listen to your podcast critiques. Uh, Listen to your podcast critiques if you want. I think you meant critics. Listen to your podcast critics if you want, but just know that I, and I'm sure many others of us, would still love your podcasts, even if you farted into a can for 45 minutes. You You know who would like that? Scott Lynn. Scott Lynn's sense of humor is that of a 10-year-old. And that's why I love that guy. I really do. Your personality is intoxicating. Your vocabulary is enthralling. And your outlook, cynicism, and metaphorical stylings are deliciously refreshing. Well, that's a hell of a sentence of your own. Especially for a steelworker. Big dumb steelworker. Just kidding. Smart steelworker with a song and a dream. For all of us grunt workers out there battling the numbing hum of machines and power tools, I'm grateful to be able to let your voice take us out of our own minds' voices for at least just a minute. Hope this email finds you well. It does indeed, Mark. Thank you. P.S. If you have a few seconds, check out this music video we made for under $400 in the woods last October. Now, the cynic in me would say, well, wait a minute. All that flattery was just meant to get me to watch this. Oh, wow, look at this. This looks pretty good, pretty weird. Guy with a big beard, some weird eye black going on, and some tattoos. He's lying down in the woods. He's now getting up. Oh, here we go. Oh. Oh, there's a pretty girl in a dress. I like it. I'm going to watch this after the podcast is over. Hey, you know what? If if you just want to butter me up like that. You're the best bus. Then go ahead. I'll watch your YouTube video. I don't think I think that was a genuine compliment. Thank you very much, Mark. Okay, let's get to some content here, shall we? Oh, that stuff didn't count as content. Well, not really. A cashless Super Bowl could be coming soon. What does the growing trend mean for sports venues and fans? Let me just say this. Boo. Now, wait a minute, Zabe. You sometimes barely have any cash on you. You always use credit cards. Why do you care? I think it's because they're saying you can't use cash. If they were to say, of course you can use cash, but you know we're not going to force you to use a credit card, then I'd be much more down with it. This past year in Atlanta, Arthur Blank's joint is all cashless, all credit cards. And I did buy uh, a little bit of concessions at the Super Bowl at their normal low, low prices. It was like $4 for nachos, $2 for a soda. It was pretty pretty good. I kind of liked it. Um, I just don't like the forcing of the cashless. You know, call me a nut. Call me a guy that's uh, listening to too much... Late night AM conspiracy theory radio, but I don't like I don't like this trend. Like if governments can eventually knock us all off of cash, then they got us. Then they fucking got us. They really do. They'll know every transaction we make. There'll be no secrecy whatsoever. Everyone in life has to have a few things that are just shh. Just between us. Whether it's a something innocent like a grandfather slipping a kid a hundred dollar bill, don't tell your mom and dad, okay? I love you, kid. Buy something nice for yourself. Or whether it's a low level bribe to get a better table at a restaurant. We need cash. We need what we have right now to stay as a prominent fixture in how to, to pay for goods and services and favors and things in society. Cash cash is king. Oh, I know. It's uh, it's dirty. It's messy. It costs money to produce. Uh, it's full of germs. Drug dealers love it. Nefarious people that want to avoid taxes love cash. I, I get all the reasons why you could say cashless is better. But the more the government tightens the noose around us, think about it. Get rid of cash. Now they know every transaction. Next thing will be, you know, we're going to start taxing your car by the mile. We're not going to tax the gasoline because there's going to be fuels that come on and uh, more electric cars that don't use gas and they've got to pay for the roads. Now, that's a legitimate argument that they've got to make up that revenue somewhere to maintain our roads. But once they convince us and mandate us to have little black boxes in our car that report to the government, well, you drove this many miles at these hours and so you owe us this much money. The next thing they'll be able to do is say, oh, we noticed you were going 85 for about four hours in a row. That's going to be a fine. We're sending you a fine for that. The fact that people are networking their homes with these Amazon Alexas and with thermostats like the Nest thermostat and even their doors. There was a Google outage that caused people to be locked out of their goddamn house, pardon my French, because they had one of those electronic Keypads on their front door of their house. What the fuck? No. Wake up, people. Stop it. And as far as the thermostats go, okay, ooh, I can program it from vacation. Turn it up, turn it down. That's That's great and all, but do you really need it? How do we ever survive beforehand? Hell, I'm one of these guys that if I left for vacation and I didn't change my thermostat, I don't think I'd care. I really wouldn't. I know that's wasting money. I could save 25 or $30 in theory uh, by jacking up the thermostat. I just I just don't look at it that way. I think, well, if I was here, I'd be using this air conditioning. But anyway, I should be more diligent about that. That is wasteful. But you get thermostats that are connected to the Internet, and the next thing that's going to happen is the government's going to unroll out a program that says, well, we're going to give you a bonus. We're going to give you a little carrot. If you keep your thermostat in the summer, 74 or above. Oh, God, that's sweltering in my house. 74, new. And then they're going to say, and in the winter, we're going to give you a little bonus. If you keep your thermostat under 66, which I think is pretty damn cold, but I can't remember winter. And at first, it'll just be a, hey, no big deal. You can set your thermostat to anything you want. We're just going to give a little bonus to the good citizens out there who are helping save planet Earth by keeping their thermostat set reasonably. And then they're going to move in and say, well, we have a crisis here and we are now, because everyone's thermostat is going to be required to be hooked up to the internet, we're going to, don't worry, Big Brother will set your thermostat. You'll get it down to 70, you get it down to 74 at night when you go to bed and you'll I know, I sound like I got a tinfoil hat on my head. You don't get there in one hop, people. We're not going to hop from here to, oh, the government's controlling the temperature in my house. You get there, one hop, two hop, three hop, hippity hop, 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 Oh, fuck, how are we here? So cash the Super Bowl? No. I'm like the cash me outside girl. Why don't you, NFL, and Roger Goodell cash me outside so I can whoop your ass? I got this email from our friend, my friend, show friend, loyal listener, Charles Denner. Simple heading on the email was, you can't make this stuff up. It's the story of Lenny Dykstra chronicling on Twitter his nine-hour dumpster diving adventure outside of Jersey Mike's in search of his dentures. The story goes that Dykstra was eating a Subway or eating a Jersey Mike sandwich, and that the rolls were, he said, very hard on his teeth, and so he took out his dentures, and then gummed down a Jersey Mike sub, and wrapped up his dentures inadvertently in the bag where the sub used to be, tossed them in the garbage, forgot about them. Then he realized, oh my God, I've forgotten my dentures. Calls back the Jersey Mike's, do you have? Where's your trash going? They said it's out back, and we empty it every so hour, so many hours. And he goes frantically looking through the dumpsters for nine hours until he finally finds his dentures. Now, he says the reason he, he looked so diligently was that the dentures are custom-made, have real bone marrow, and cost $80,000. I don't know. I haven't shopped for dentures anytime lately, and I don't think I'm ever going to. I'm kind of calling bullshit on that. And when my man Charlie Danaher says you can't make this stuff up, my other thought was, oh, he absolutely made this up. This sounds like the most made-up story ever from a guy who is a notorious, chronic liar, Lenny Dykstra. He also said the bread is so hard on those subs. Ah, I seem to think Jersey Mike's bread is pretty soft. Pretty delicious, too, I might add. Anyhow... Um, he also apparently enlisted via Twitter a former wrestler by the name of Sprinkles the Clown to come help him look through the dumpsters I don't buy that either so when you say you can't make this stuff up I actually think he absolutely made this stuff up what else do we got here we got a lot of stuff here I'm clicking the tabs Uh, Dan Snyder rolls up to cans. In France, with his new $180 million toy, his new yacht, the Lady S. Snyder, according to page six in the New York Post, is apparently looking for additional potential sponsors or a main stadium sponsor, a title sponsor for his new stadium, which is not even announced yet and nowhere close to being built on the old RFK site. There's a picture of Dan Snyder I saw somewhere that showed him on the back deck, or I should say the aft deck, of this luxury yacht in his redskin socks. Oh, God. God help me. Such a douchebag. I know that you could say, well, and by the way, I believe that, first, I think at least half the NFL owners have a yacht of this size. I also think half the NFL owners have penises under four inches, but that's neither here nor there. Half the league has yachts like this, if not every one of them. Big deal. It's a big toy for guys who are billionaires. Whatever. Congratulations on buying a giant boat that you use maybe one month a year and pay shitloads of money to staff, maintain, store, upgrade, etc. Way to go. Good job. So I'm not impressed by that. It doesn't affect the Redskins' salary cap. It's not like he's skimping on players. In fact, he splurges and overpays for players like he does for his yacht. So what do I care? I just, when I see him in Redskins' socks on this big old yacht, I think to myself, this douchebag doesn't know how to win in the NFL. There's no way. And you could say, well, Bob Kraft has one. He's got Patriot socks. He's got a big yacht. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I just... I don't see it. I see a guy that's trying too hard. Yeah, you're the owner of the Redskins. We know that. That's why we're on your 180-foot yacht. You have to wear the Redskins socks. It's almost like he's trying too damn hard. Oh, look his little redskin footies. He never wants to. The Redskins, Redskins, Redskins are always on his mind. I kind of wish he, he would get away from the team for a while. Don't think about him so much. By the way, the Lady S is the only yacht in the world with an IMAX cinema inside. It also boasts a basketball court. Oh, I'd love to play him one-on-one on on his own fucking yacht. (laughs) I'd love to knock that ball right out into the ocean. Kasploosh. Blocking his shit. Of course, it'd be pretty embarrassing if maybe he was pretty good. More athletic than me. And I'm like, God damn it. Getting beat by Dan Snyder on his own yacht a glass-bottomed pool on the deck, and a huge helicopter pad. Well, of course it's got a helicopter pad. It is the only yacht in the world with a certified IMAX cinema inside, which, by the way, according to one yacht building magazine, required an extra $20 million to house it inside and to soundproof it to the IMAX technician's official certification. I'd love to be on that yacht. Watch a movie with Dan Snyder and his guests and then afterwards go, eh. Sound was kind of muddy. I don't don't know what it was. Might have been the churn of the engines of the boat inside. It was okay. Whatever. Hmm. Let's see. What else? What else? Oh, here's a story. New York Times. Will cool clothes make young people love golf? How about No. It is a story about Malbon, an apparel brand with streetwear sensibility. They want to get teens and 20-somethings onto the green. Now, you know what's going to make young people love golf? Answer, nothing, really. But you're going to love golf if you are a dreamer, an aspirational perfectionist, somebody who enjoys beauty and perfection and the outdoors and the elements and you like meeting people. And learning about people. You like a game that is unconquerable, that is impossible in its own concept. Here, here's a tiny ball. You have these 14 crooked sticks to hit it with. And the hole, way over there. And the hole is tiny. Yeah, how big is it? About the size of a beach blanket? No, no, that's not the size of the hole. Okay, uh, about the size of a trash can? Nope, too big still. About the size of a gallon of paint. Nope. Keep going. It's about the size of that glass of beer. I gotta put this ball in there with these clubs. Okay. Well, what's a good score? I mean, what's a what? 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 Are you, what is the uh, recommended score? That you know, like probably twelve shots to get it in there. Twelve hits. No, no. Try four. Get the fuck out of here. Young people are only going to like golf if they fall in love with it by playing it, and I don't know how to do that. I mean, pant, you know—snazzy pants might help, but who knows? This Majai, Majai, this Masai Ujiri report from the NBA Finals is not going away. In case you haven't heard, apparently the Toronto Raptors team president and general manager was trying to get on the court as the celebration was on for the Raptors winning the championship but he did not have the proper credential around his neck. He may have had it in his hand, more on that in a second, and he got into it with some police officers in Golden State, at Golden State. Uh, This resulted in a pushing and a shoving match. One of the officers claims he was struck in the face and the head, and even though there are people saying, look, look, here's a video of Ujiri holding his credential in his hand, this cop was lying about it. The cops are circling around, defending themselves. It's bullshit. You can't trust him. I don't know. Masai Ujiri could have put that credential in his back pocket. Some people said, oh, come on, man. You're a cop. You should, you, if you're even a casual fan, you know who the GM of the Raptors is. No, please. Don't kid yourself. I know who Masai Ujiri is. You put him in a lineup um, with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know if I can pick him out. I mean, probably could, maybe, not sure. Not like I'm looking at a mugshot of Masai Ujiri all day long. Besides, that's besides the point. If you have a credential, the sheriffs will let you on the court. If you don't, they won't. If you don't have it around your neck and they say, whoa, whoa, where are you going? And you're like, oh, I it was in my hand, it's now in my pocket. You pull it out of your pocket, you show the police officer, and they let you through. That's almost Always, how it happens. It's how it's happened with me before at sporting events where I don't have credentials or I have credentials, but maybe I don't have them around my neck because I don't want them flopping around. I'll forget. I'll be in my pocket. Oh, wait. Oh, here we go. Never been a problem for me. Sources. Chris Paul wants out of Houston as relationship with James Harden has been deemed unsalvageable. Ah. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. Sounds like you're laughing. Weren't these two like best buds? Weren't these two guys supposed to be Oh yeah. We're teaming up now. We got our super team. They got Chris Paul out of the uh, off the Clippers and down to Houston. It's on now and now it's like no. Can't stand each other. The NBA really has become like high school cliques where they, they come and go. We're BFFs for life we're BFFs for life until Nah, I'm sick of you now. Report. Kyrie Irving has ghosted the Celtics as free agency approaches. <gasps> the strangest part of this situation, according to a quote by Adam Himmelsbach of the Boston Globe, is that it appears he has essentially ghosted on the Celtics. The people within the organization I've spoken to have made it clear that they have had little, if any, communications with Irving in recent weeks. Okay, well, it sounds like he's leaving then. So, Yeah. I mean, sorry he didn't write you a card. Sorry he didn't sit down and go, I'm sorry it didn't work out, but I'm just going to go. Sure, the more professional thing would be to go ahead and say, look, I'm not resigning here. Best of luck. But I think you got your answer right there. White Sox plan to extend netting all the way to the foul poles. White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf spearheaded the plan. High-ranking team officials from other teams expect to have it a – expected to have a cascading effect with teams around the league pledging to extend netting. I don't go to baseball games. I don't sit in those seats. I don't really fucking care. This this is a retreat, once again. This is an over-babying over of society. I'm sorry some people get hit with some bad consequences, but why are we living in a world in which, oh, my God, we've got to have netting all the way down here because occasionally a bat or a ball comes flying in the stands? So you're going to ruin the view for hundreds if not thousands of fans who are in no danger whatsoever of getting hit or injured because what, something happened once? This is what I like to call legislating by anecdote. And politicians love to do this. I'd say one party likes to do it more than the other, but maybe I'm wrong about that. And it's you take a sad situation about somebody and say, look at this sad situation. Isn't this really wrong? If you think this sad situation should never happen to anybody, then pass this law. Extend these nets. There. This sad situation will now never happen again. Oh yeah, but at what cost? And what other negative consequences are out there? And I'll end on this. Thank God our national treasure, our national treasure, Rod Smart has been found safe and sound. Yes, indeed. You may know him as former XFL running back. He hate me. Rod Smart had been reported missing early in the day on Tuesday. But late on Tuesday night, Lancaster County Sheriff's Office in Lancaster, PA, uh, or Lancaster, South Carolina. God, I, fuck, don't they put datelines on these stories? Pardon my French. Uh, He was reported missing in South Carolina. Missing persons advisory for Smart. Police noted that it was unusual for him to be out of touch for this long. Smart's family is worried about his safety and well-being. The 42-year-old played one season for the Eagles in 01 and four with the Panthers. He came to fame for his He Hate Me nickname, which he was allowed to put on his jersey for the XFL's loan season in 2001. It's still one of the great little Kitchy, glitchy, tiny little trivia-laden stupid things in sports. <laughs> he hate me. Made no sense. And the interview with Rod. Rod, Rod, you got he hate me on your jersey. Why, why is that? He's like, look around. They hate me. He hate me. They all hate me. Why? <laughs> this is some new league. Nobody even knows the teams. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody hates you. What are you talking about? It was great, though. Vince McMahon, it was part of his hook. Oh, we're going to let people put whatever they want on the back of their jersey. He Hate Me, Rod Smart, God bless, sir. I'm glad you are alive and well, my friend. Keep doing whatever it is you're doing at 42 in retirement. Probably giving motivational speeches. And now, the Friars Club of Des Moines would like to introduce former XFL running back, He Hate Me. That'll do it for me today. Thank you for listening to another edition of Hotel Confidential. Uh, enjoy your day. Don't forget to download the Zabecast. Get subscribed on Fridays if you want to help out the cause here. I do appreciate it. Otherwise, no soup for you on Fridays. You get Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday for free, and then I stick you in the wallet for $5 a month for Friday's Zabecasts. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow.
1: Unbelievable super cool outrageous and amazing. Phenomenal fantastic, so incredible. Ooh. Unbelievable super cool outrageous and amazing. Phenomenal fantastic, so incredible. Ooh. It's the credit. It's yeah, the best part of the movie. Ends. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously.